Okay, hello everybody. Stand by here on Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. Great game here. You know, now I like I said on Sunday, I picked the Chargers to beat the Patriots because I thought the Patriots would would play uh, but the 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 Chargers would play like this Ram team, you know. So so now I pick the Patriots to beat this team. And of course you got it 17 to 3. Uh if it wasn't for that pick six, this could probably be a 17 to 10. The Patriots in the red zone again. Uh if they miss that, don't miss that fourth down. That could be a 17 to 14 game. This still feels like the Patriots could win. Now, like I said, with the talent differential and these two these two teams, this should be twenty four to three. This should be uh, maybe a twenty four to ten type of game. But I got a feeling that the Patriots may come back and win this game. Uh, it, it's it's unbelievable the coaching job that Bill Belichick has done on this team. Uh, he, you hear Joe, is it, is it Joe Buck and Troy Aitman? Talk about these receivers like Jacoby Myers. Who has ever heard of these guys? Uh, Bird, Myers, Damian Harris. I think he used to play for the um, – I, actually, I, I got him mixed up with the guy who opted out for Kansas City. I have no idea. And I follow these guys uh, throughout college for the most part. Some of these higher-end picks – you know, they talked about this. <laughs> they haven't had a skill position player that get to, yeah, Nico Harry. Now, uh, Nico uh, Harry, the guy from, uh, is supposedly a bust. You know, he's not broken out yet, the young receiver they drafted. But it's since 2010, this team hasn't drafted a receiver that, that is of, of any quality, a skill position of any quality. And, and that goes back to the Gronk era and um, and those guys. And before that, they had Julian Edelman. He was converted a quarterback to a wide receiver. It, it, it is an amazing job. They're still in this game to win it. it it's, it's just one of those things where if they get into the playoffs, you know, I've talked about people like now possibly Joe Judd's getting coach of the year when I said that he would be a complete bust. Uh, I talked about Mike Tomlin with the multiple, multiple COVID situations, three that I know of, uh, from the, the Patriots with, and, and their injuries that they had. And now you've got Bill Belichick at 6-6. Six and six. Now they're down 14. They should lose this game, but I don't know. I don't know. They, I, I haven't looked at the yardage. This game ended – the, the first half ended so fast, which means it's it, it's favoring the Patriots, you know, that I had to rush to get on the air. I mean, it's 8.54. normally start the program at 9 o'clock. But, you know, teams that rush a lot, they, they use a lot of the clock up. So, anyways, uh, we'll see how that one plays out. I picked the Patriots to win. I'll stick with it. But if, if the Rams win, it's who should supposed to win. There, there's a there's – a, Massive talent gap there. I know it's NFL. People are supposed to be closer and all that. But, again, eight opt-outs. Uh, no no, uh, no preseason. No nothing. 
their uh, second game in L.A. They shouldn't get blown out, you know? So anyways, there was a rumor going around that Arthur Blank, the author, owner of the Atlanta Falcons, now they fired their general manager, they fired Dan Quinn, the uh, head coach there. Um, Arthur Blank is courting John Dorsey. <clears throat> John Dorsey and Eric Bieniemy as a combo pick there. John Dorsey is the former general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, he was also the former general manager of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, been fired from both jobs. Uh, Eric Bieniemy is oh wonderful. Sorry about that. My uh, periscope just completely just dropped off for whatever reason. But I'm going to go back on here. Let's see. Hold on, everybody. Let's, I'm just going to re-sports sports scope. Continue. Uh, N-U-E. Technical difficulties, folks. Technical difficulties. Normally, I would get really irritated, but I'm not tonight. I am not going to get irritated. I'm going to get this show done if it kills me. Okay. So, anyway, sorry about that. Don't know what happened there, Periscope. Thank you. Um, good to see you there, Chris, uh, Chris Wagler. So, back to the show at hand. Anyways. So there, 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 there's a rumor going around that, that the owner, who is the shot caller, right, uh, Arthur Blank wants John Dorsey and a combo of Eric Bieniemy, the offense coordinator for uh, the Patriot or from Kansas City, excuse me. So the deal is now John Dorsey is one of these guys. He's very talented uh, general manager. He, he drafted Patrick Mahomes. He, uh, he brought in um, – a lot of the big name players on the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, but he had an ego problem. Uh, very control freak, wanted to control the coaching staff, but it heads with Andy Reid. So they fired him, and he lays out for about a year. Then he goes to the Cleveland Browns, drafts Denzel Ward, a fourth pick overall. Uh, that was heavily criticized, turned out to be a great pick. Uh, also, of course, he picked Baker Mayfield. This guy's got a good, good track record of drafting players. He's a very good talent. He brought in Kareem Hunt for peanuts. Got Kareem Hunt because he originally drafted Kareem Hunt in the third round, which is a great pick for the Kansas City Chiefs when he was originally drafted. Remember, he got in that trouble with the assault charge and everything. Found second life. Also got Nick Chubb. This guy's a very good mind, but he... Wanted too much control, Hugh, Hugh, um, Hugh Jackson and everything. There's a little bit of fallout there with the coach and staff. Uh, but John Dorsey, but the knock on him is, and I've heard through Colin Coward show, who is a guy who that has sources. A lot, I recommend, you know, I talk about his show a lot because he has sources inside the league. And that was a knock on him. Guys, a, you know, kind of a um, very strong-minded arrogant guy to deal with. Now, that being said, now Eric enemy the knock on him to last year, according to Jason Whitlock, he's got a lot of um, 
got a lot of plugs too inside the league. He's not a good interview. Uh, still don't really have the experience at the position. So we'll see how this plays out. Now, that being said, Arthur Blank did become Arthur Blank not taking chances. If my thing is, if you can get these two to agree, particularly Eric Bienemy, I'd ask Bienemy, what do you think about Dorsey? And then I'd ask Dorsey, what do you think about Bienemy? Be straight with me, okay? You know, just be straight. Just tell me. If you don't like him, we won't do this. So if if that can work out, you know, my suggestion would be because of Bienemy is coming from the offensive side of the ball, I would suggest them, you know, get the best defensive staff that they possibly can and let Dorsey do his thing. Now, me personally, again, I would move off Matt Ryan. You got a new coach there. Jimmy Johnson, by the way, Pickles, or Crystal uh, C. Swagler, he said the other day that uh, he would move off of uh, Stafford with – with Detroit, the new coach should do that. And the new coach and GM, they should get a fresh start. And it's just a guy who's went through a lot. You you, you got these quarterbacks on the back end. You, you can do so much with your team, everybody, if you've got – and plus these quarterbacks are so much more polished now than they were. You can bring these guys in and uh, and, and put more on them. You saw how Joe Burrow looked without even a, a – sprint. A, a, preseason barely had a training camp i said training camp because they barely had a training camp the same thing with atlanta you know i would do away with Gurley. uh he was a temporary and i'd get rid of ryan and julio jones all those would be gone love those guys in their time they made a lot of money uh all three of them even Gurley, and still making a lot of money but I, i'd move off them and I, I would really look into this B enemy and John Dorsey type of deal. But that, that was the thing. Like, Dorsey's got the talent. If him and, and, and B can coexist, I, I think that would be really good for Atlanta fans. That was something I read. And I wanted to talk about as uh, we were uh, preparing for today's show. I'm looking up any more particularly um, – Big stories, big stories around the league. Okay, Paul George signed in the NBA a four-year extension there with the Clippers, and Kawhi Leonard's got one year left on his current deal. Now they've got a new coach there. They've got the former uh, Cleveland coach that won with uh, LeBron James there at the head coach now, and they also – who else did they cut? Uh, who was the guy that they cut? They, they, uh, one of their players, uh, Montrez Harrell, signed with the Lakers. Now, last week I said, yeah, I thought the Lakers would, uh, they have a great team on paper, great defensive team with Marcus All, Montrez Harrell there, uh, Avery Bradley. And, and I'm looking at that and I'm thinking to myself, you know, Montrez Harrell, I remember he said something smart to the one of the Dallas players, Luka Doncic, some kind of racial remark. And I got to thinking that may be addition by subtraction there with the Clippers. And I'm looking at this new coaching staff, 
and I forgot the guy's name, Pickles. Uh, who, who was that head coach now for the Clippers? It's uh, the former uh, – I want to say it's that former uh, coach for the um, – Former coach of the uh, uh, Cavaliers. And it, uh, Ty Lue. Okay, and Ty Lue's came up on my phone now. So, got a guy like Ty Lue. So, Doc Rivers is a guy that likes to finagle the, the veterans and go really hard on the young guys. Now, Ty Lue goes hard on everybody. That was one of the biggest reasons he got the Cleveland job because he, got, he, he would tell LeBron, you're not hustling on defense. Why are you calling out everybody else? You're the leader of the team. Now, that's a lot of nerve for a guy of his stature, and he's not that much older than LeBron. So it's – I got a gut feeling that the Lakers are going to get more than they bargained for out of this Clipper team. They've got George uh, long-term. They've got Kawhi. Both of these guys are still in their prime. They've still got a very um, scrappy team there. And there was an Atlantic store the other day that came out that there was too much prima donna uh, star, air quote, star treatment for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Now, for Paul George to sign that extension, this was last week, and Kawhi Leonard, he's been quiet. For him to sign that extension, he hasn't been traded or anything. He was rumored to be traded, uh, Paul George. So that tells me that they may have ironed out their issues. They're going to come in strong this year. So I'm not I'm not ready to crown this team yet. In other news, I noticed that um, James Harden is, is bound and determined to, to go to another team. He's added the Heat in Milwaukee to his list. Now, me personally, I would trade James Harden as soon as I could. I'd start over. You got a new GM. You got a new coach there. Now, if he goes to the Heat or if he goes to Milwaukee and plays second fiddle, that's what he needs to do. He needs to play second fiddle. Him and Kyrie Irving are kind of like the same guy. They're good scorers. They don't want to be leaders. He's been known to go to these strip clubs like crazy, Harden. If he went to the Bucs, this whole LeBron repeating and all this Jordan talk is going to get – Backlash, you know, Jordan or LeBron got the, the the perfect storm this past year. Now, if he if he's got to deal with that in the East, look at what he's at. Denver's going to only going to get better. They're they're not getting it. They're not going to get worse. Uh, Dallas is only going to get better. Um, Portland is going to be Portland. Now, uh, Golden State. Well, yeah, they they Clay Thompson is a big hit there to Clay Thompson injury. But even at 72 games, I'm not sure this Laker team is just going to run rough shot. It looked like that last week. So those are some big pending stories that are going on in the wide world of sports. You know, I talked about this the other day, the Eagles. You know, if if, with Jalen Hurts starting this game and they beat the Saints, yeah, that's going to cause a quarterback controversy. But you'll have to show me if Jalen Hurts is that good. Now, the Eagles, you know, we talked about this the other day. If It's really a more of an overreaction. It is a deal with their doctors about these injuries. And it's not a death sentence with Carson Wentz. You can't cut him, but you sure can trade him. I'm sure the Colts would want to trade him. 
trade for him, or Frank Wright, uh, the former uh, offensive coordinator, is the head coach there. But uh, I, I just don't know. And, and there was some talk today. Now, of course, they play the Saints on Sunday. And the Saints, they're at home. Saints are seven-point favorites. They, they could beat the Saints. I get it. Uh, Taysom Hill will be playing this game with Hurts. But Hurts is not going to lead you guys to anything. I'm sorry. He just He's just not that player, particularly with this particular team. I don't think they're going to get past the Giants. Uh, I don't think they're going to get past Washington as well as they're playing, and they're definitely not going to get a wild card with 3-8-1 record there for this Eagles team. Uh, somebody said, and I want to say it was uh, either Howie Long or Al- I think it was Albert Breer, said they just need to blow the thing up anyways. They're old on the defensive line or the offensive line, and they need some players on defense as well. So uh, I-, I like the Saints to still win. The Saints still have Green Bay uh, you know, breathing down their neck. Saint the Green Bay has the uh, they have the tiebreaker. Saints still got two losses. Green Bay's got three, so I, I still think the Saints are going to play well Sunday and win that game and, and um, keep this stuff this Jalen Hurts talk down to a minimum there, if you if I may. Okay, other games that are going to be played. Of course, we talked about the Patriots and Rams. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Rams are five-point favorites. I don't know if the Patriots may not close that game into, into action there. Okay, Chiefs. Now, this is going to be a great game. This is a game where you have up and coming versus there. And, and you know, with Xavier Howard and Byron, uh, what's his name? The other corner there, Byron Jones, Brian Flores is going to look at these guys and he's going to say, you see that across the field over there? You see that right there? This, that's where we want to be offensively. You got two of there. I looked at the weather, Pickles. It looks like it's going to be pretty good, a hot 80 degrees, muggy. But, you know, Kansas City played the other day. They played Sunday night, and this is a road game for them. It's an early start time. Don't think that's going to be a big issue. Looks like Tyreek Hill's a little banged up, but this is going to be a game where you're going to see a lot of scoring here, and you're going to find out where Tua is. If you get down early, you know, I don't want to see Tua being brought out not unless he's had a complete wrap around his thumb where he's taped up. So you got to play through it. They're only seven-point favorite. Think about this. Think about how good Kansas City's been this year, how, how much they can completely blow a team off the horizon with their talent and speed. And you think about where Miami was in the middle of the year last year, in in October, for instance. And they are only seven-point underdogs to the best team in the NFL. That is respect. Even at home, that's a lot of respect for the the Brian Flores' coaching staff and the, the players that they brought on this team in a short amount of time. So I do think that Kansas City will cover. I think Kansas City will jump on them early. Miami will will, will fight their way back into it. 
But this is going to be a great game because, like I said, every single team that plays the Chiefs, they get way up for these guys. They get way, way up. Um, so I, I do like that to come out there. Now, now it, the Cowboys and, and Bengals, this is Andy Dalton playing his old team. Now, this is going to be interesting here. Andy will be focused. Uh, if you're a Dallas fan, you want, you want Cincinnati to lose this game. And I said this the other day, and I want to reiterate that as well. If Dallas is sitting there at that five pick, and now you've got Boise State, was it Wilson at four, uh, I think his name, Tyler Wilson, whatever, Boise State quarterback, uh, North Dakota State quarterback, uh, possibly for Dallas. You got uh, the Florida guy, and then you got Fields at Ohio State, and then, of course, Trevor Lawrence. They're not going to get those two. But you, you got to take a hard look and say, do we want to pay Dak $35 million? Or do you want to get one of these guys? All those guys look po- – especially that Boise State quarterback. They look so polished, you know. And you, you got to think to yourself, okay, look how old this defense has gotten in spots. Look at some of our offensive linemen. Just and, – and, and really say to yourself, this team is, is falling apart. We've overpaid players. You've overpaid Ezekiel Elliott. You've overpaid, what is it, Lawrence, that defensive end there who can't stay healthy. And then you've paid $100 million to Amari Cooper. With, and then you turn around and draft another receiver for, you know, and that, they need safeties. They need cor- their corners with, with Miami uh, Pickles. Their, their corner is, is with the Dolphins playing well in the playoff spot. Mint Byron, was it Byron Jones? And, and, and these guys are at three and nine, and some Cowboy fans were uh, this sentiment, well, we played with Baltimore for a little while. Baltimore uh, with COVID, you know, uh, that's not saying much. So it just got to be something to think about there. And I do think they'll win this game or they'll play really well, which as a Cowboy, if you're a Cowboy fan, you don't want them to win at this point. I don't think they're going to catch the Giants. They're the same, you know, boat as everybody else, okay, that's in that division. Uh, They're at the bottom of the barrel here. Now, just skipping fast forward to some of the bigger games next week. Now, you got Ravens and Browns. Now, again, the Browns should win this game. They, they, they should win it. They, they got a short week. They had a, they had more time to prepare. They're flying high off of a Tennessee win. This is a primetime Monday night game. They're at home against the Ravens. Uh, they There was a pro football stat that they've had over the past few weeks, the best run blocking and pass blocking offensive line in the league. And they've got one of the former Tennessee Titans there, uh, right tackle there, that's playing really well. Now, they've got another game with Miles Garrett back. Um, Did not play the Ravens well in the first game this season, but they did beat the Ravens once last year. And they they played into the fourth quarter, Jack Coughlin. Thank you. So they got Coughlin there from uh, Michigan State. They played really well against Tennessee. Now, Tennessee showed their lack of pass rush. Baltimore's got a lot of their playmakers back, including Jimmy Smith. Clay, Clayus Campbell, those guys seem to be back. But they are on a very short week. 
This team is controlling the line of scrimmage. Uh, Baker Mayfield is 11 touchdowns and one interception since Odell Beckham uh, left the team with an injury. He's towards ACL or something. So that's that thing about overpaying these wide receivers. You know, uh, Colin Cowherd, I got to credit him. He calls them icing. They're not the cake. The cake is the lines. And I agree with him there. That is true. So I think the Browns should win this game. They should be 10-3 and three and breathing down Pittsburgh's neck. Now, Pittsburgh has got another linebacker that's going to be out this week. Uh, looks like they're going to get James Conner back. Now, they're playing at Buffalo on Sunday night. Uh, I tell you, uh, what's his name? Joe Hayden has got a concussion. Not sure if he's even going to play. That's their best cornerback. The pre has been out for a couple weeks now, and it's showing. They blew a 14-0 lead to Washington. What did they play on, like a Tuesday? I can't even remember. Either way, oh, they played Monday. But the thing is, their body clocks are way off. Buffalo's back at home. I think Buffalo gives them their second loss. And Kansas City's going to win. Now, the, right now, they still got the one seed. But, you know, they're, they're, I think, I think, Ben Roethlisberger is going to look at a younger version of himself and Josh Allen, Cole Beasley, that bunch right there. Uh, I don't – now, you can run the ball on Buffalo, but they haven't shown they can do it. If, if it's me, win or lose, you got to get James Conner the ball. You're going to have to run the football. Pittsburgh fans, you're not going to be anything if you don't have that balance in this league. It just won't happen. You know, Howie Long was talking about that earlier this week. But I, I'll tell you what, I, I think they will win. They're two and a half point favorites. It's in it's in uh it's in Orchard Park, Buffalo there. But we'll see how that plays out. I think they will. Now that being said, it will yeah, it will be a high score game. A lot of good play there. Glad I don't have to play uh with that game uh on fantasy because it is a night game. I play the noon central tech their podcast noon central there to 330 central so i like buffalo to get that that's gonna be a big game that's gonna be like i said ben roethlisberger looking at his younger self there in josh allen uh washington at the san francisco 49 you know i've been back and forth on this game i started to pick the um 49ers because they're at home, but you know, they got so many gaps in their defense, man. I don't know. Alex Smith coming black, playing the old team. Washington's defensive front versus Nick Mullins. Washington's secondary. Uh, I think I'm going to take the road team to get another win here. This could go the other way. Frisco's three point favorites, you know, and I picked Frisco originally to win this game 27-24. But I think I'm going to go the other way with this. Even though tough to play, I get it. Uh, play a pretty physical team like a Pittsburgh. Then play a team like uh, – but, you know, the 49ers, they played a Buffalo team that's pretty physical too. So, I, I don't know. I, I, th- I think the Washington's going to get this road win here. Uh, we shall see. I'm trying going a little backwards here, but I wanted to get the big games in there. Wanted to get the big game. Now, Cardinals at the Giants. Now, Arizona's got a losing streak going here. 
Giants' defense is playing magnificent. I mean, I still can't believe they beat Seattle. Uh, if they win this division, that would probably be the game right there that you'd look back and say, yep, that's the one that helped this Giant team win this division. Uh, uh, you know, And I think they're going to beat the Carolina. Carolina's got to come east. Early start time there. Uh, not Carolina, Arizona, excuse me. They got to come east. Got the early start time there. Uh, I, even even with the backup quarterback there, I like this Willie Gallman guy. Um, what, God, whatever his name is, that running back there that's replaced uh, replaced the starter there with the Giants there. I, I think their Giants defense is going to play well enough. Kyler's still a little banged up. That offense, well, Wayne Goldman, excuse me, thank you. That that offense is it seems to be getting figured out. It, it just seems like teams are just a step ahead of Kyler Murray right now. Can you blame it on the shoulder injury, or can you blame it on the team getting figured out? Before he injured his shoulder, he was running right into defenders like they knew exactly where he was going to be at when they played um, – Seattle a couple weeks ago. So I think uh, the Giants continue to roll there, my friends. The Giants continue to roll. Got my little uh, pad here out of swords. Texans, Bears. I think Bears win that game at, uh, at Chicago. But I tell you what, if the Texans beat the Bears, people's going to start talking about Nat Nagy. It's just... You know, they're, they're still technically in the playoff hunt, this Chicago team. They've been on a slide for about three weeks now, and they keep sliding. They have figured out a running game. They used David Montgomery more last week, 72 yards, couple of touchdowns there. you got to keep teams honest there. you got a good receiving core, fair offensive line, a better-than-average defense right there. They've got to beat this banged-up Houston team. So if they don't, you're going to start to see – Talks about Nagy. And I thought he was a good mind, a good offensive mind. Maybe he'll get another chance there. But it, I tell you what, th- this is this is bigger than just the game here in, in Chicago. Uh, th- this team did beat the, this Patriot team. So keep that in mind. Now, I think they will win at home, this Bears team. Uh, but uh, right now, uh, Houston's a two-point favorite. Uh, I'm going to take the home team with the points there. I think the Bears will win this team. Win this game here. Moving forward. Okay, other games. Now, okay. Biggest game for playoff implications and going forward is it's not the game itself. It's more about what Bruce Arians and Tom Brady have come into a agreement with. Okay, this is that week 13 bye we've been talking about. This late bye week, can they get it together against a team like Minnesota at home? Now, late bye week, you've got Ron Jones there. Use him. Use Ron Jones to set up the pass to hit your wide receivers and don't pass to set up the run. You've got – this is a really, really good opportunity to do that and develop some kind of run game. I think they're going to play well. I think Ron Jones, Pickles, probably going to have two or three touchdowns in that game. And I think the defense will play well against a guy like Kirk Cousins. If they get past happy early and Minnesota plays with these guys and Minnesota goes and beats them, 
there's going to be a lot of talk next week like this thing ain't going to work out. We're going to guarantee you that uh, maybe Aaron's re-retires or Brady just calls it quits. Brady may call it quits anyways, but I don't think that'll happen. I think they're going to roll. They're six-and-a-half-point favorites. I'll take that six. I'll swallow it home and take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, another game, Pickles. Um, this one was tough for me to call. Is the Colts at the Raiders, okay? Uh, this Colts team, big win last week, beat Houston. Uh, they had Buckner back. I thought they would beat Houston. Now they've got their Anthony Costanzo. Their other left tackle is out. He is hurt. And it, it looks like the Raiders may get the um, may get Josh Jacobs back. It's got to the point where the Colts have got really – they're starting to get a lot of injuries now. Phillip Rivers is falling apart. Uh, he he was kind of limping around the stadium the other day at Houston, even though I did say T.Y. Hilton had a pretty game. He had 28 fantasy points, by the way. But this Raider team, very thirsty to get a win. This is another road team for this Colts team. Colts, wild shootout. Colts have had two shootouts in a row. Colts are going to come up flat, you know. I know the Raiders won off of a – uh, last-minute play last week at the Jets, it cost Greg Williams his job. But I'll tell you what, Raiders catch their breath this week. They beat the Colts. They knock the Colts down to eight and five, make them even with the Raiders. I think that would that would probably – I think that would put the Raiders above them. But then again, I think it goes by the divisional record. Now, the Tennessee Titans, they're above the, uh, the Colts right now because they have a better divisional record. I said at the beginning of the season, I said, you know what, when they they them losing that Jacksonville game like that, that may come back and bite this Colts team. And sure enough, so far it has. Now, could they come back and win because of Tennessee's inefficient on, on pass rate? Yeah, they could. I don't think so. Uh, but I think Tennessee, the way they played last week, particularly in that first half, was it 35 to 7 or something like that at halftime? Came back strong, held Cleveland three points in the second half. They're going to play really well. I think they play in cover against Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville has played much better down the stretch. But I tell you what, this is uh, Tennessee rolls and and, and the, uh, the Colts fall off. And uh, Tennessee gets another game. They get a game and a half on this team in first plays making sure okay jets play the seahawks uh seahawks 13 and a half point favorites you know what I'll, I'll put it this way that's a lot of points you know that's a lot of points for a team that is just not playing that well and i'm not sure about chris carlson i take the jets and the points seattle wins but i think they win about about 10 you know 10 11 point game uh, Sam Darnold's playing pretty well, as good as he can play with all the craziness that's going on with the Jets right now and their receiving core there. So it, it, it's a lot. It's it's that time of year where everybody is being graded on, and, and the, the the coaches that's been fired from teams, they 
the coaches that, that, that has been fired from teams, usually the team plays better after the coach gets fired. You know, the Lions went up there and beat Chicago in Chicago. And um, the Jets may go play pretty well up there in Seattle. Now, Seattle's coming off a loss. Seattle should destroy them. Key word, should. You know, Atlanta's played pretty well. Everybody's playing for their job. Who the Falcons playing this week? Yeah. Oh, four or five. I don't even know who the Falcons are playing. Again, I think Arthur Blank should really do that. You know, I think that he should he should look into that as far as, uh, yeah, and the Falcons are playing the Chargers here. No, they're not playing the Chargers. I'm trying to figure out who the Chargers are playing. I got it on my big book here. I'll go up here and see at it. Uh, the Chargers got beat 45 to nothing last week. And I think that, um, let's see, who was that Charger team playing? Playing Atlanta at the Chargers. They they will beat Atlanta. They got beat really bad. Got embarrassed by the Patriots, 45 nothing. They, they beat Atlanta. Atlanta will, um, that, 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 that's a decent idea to do, is, is look at Bienemy and Dorsey. It's good to now it didn't work out with Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia, but look how many coaches have come from that staff and have not worked out. It's a miracle that John Robertson has worked out in Tennessee as a former Patriot uh, executive, but he worked at Tampa before he got here, so Tennessee didn't hire him directly. That would be my that going forward with the Belichick assistant, everybody would be let that person go coach somewhere else first. Let them test out the assistant or the coach. Or like you say, say, say for instance, somebody uh, like a Bill O'Brien and he takes his staff to another team. And the team is decent, uh, but they fire him. But you grade where his staff does, uh, like a, a coordinator or whatever, and that coordinator does exceptionally well with another team that's not with Belichick. Then I would hire a Belichick assistant or somebody from the Patriots. But the track record on hiring a assistant uh, executive from the Patriots, uh, a personnel person, or uh, assistant coach is terrible. You know, I went over this the other day. Vrabel was a player. Vrabel started off as a linebacker coach with the page or with the Houston Texans with other failure assistants from the Patriots with Houston. You know, again, Bill O'Brien's not that bad a coach. He won the division several times as a coach. Now the division was dysfunctional, but he's terrible GM and, and he's not that great a coach, but Vrabel was one of those guys. They got a rumor there was rumor that he was a really smart guy, cerebral, and and uh, a good interview. And so they went to, he he quickly moved up to coordinator and then knocked it dead with Tennessee. Really impressed John Robertson, who had been away from the Patriots for a few years. He worked with Tampa. So John Robertson had quite a few interviews in before they hired Brable. And the rest is history. The team got to the AFC Championship game last year. Looks like they're going to make the playoffs this year. Can't really predict them going to the Super Bowl or anything with that lack of pass rush, but he's turned out to be a pretty good coach. So, yeah, 
let let them coach somewhere else first away from Belichick and see how they do. You know, like Nick Saban, he worked with Belichick, right? Uh, he's pretty good, pretty good, you know. Uh, doing his best coaching job this year during uh, this COVID stuff, 69 years old, Pickles, and uh, favorite to win the national championship again. So that is all I got. I know I'm over, and I know the game is back on, everybody. I'm going to try to be back here Sunday to do Fantasy Scope. We'll be back Tuesday, do an outline of the games. Have a little bit more to talk about. Ran, was running a little bit late coming in from work, but, hey, I made it, you know. So, anyways, if you like the show, share the show. You can find me on uh, podcast, uh, Spotify, anywhere your podcast may be. And uh, like I said, I really appreciate you all that do share the show and support the show. Looks like we may have a, another potential sponsor. The last sponsor guy just got a little too familiar with me and uh, had, to, had to let him go. Nice guy. Just uh, just did this kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Got a good product. But looks like we might have another potential nonprofit sponsor. I will talk about them on Tuesday night here on Sportscope. So it looks like our advertisements are really starting to pay off. And I appreciate uh, Linda McGroff here, my my friend here for um, uh, this. She's a producer of the Mac and Jack show for sharing my program. Linda, I greatly appreciate that. You're really helping me out, my friend. And uh, also, you guys can find me on Facebook and uh, Twitch. It's another app there, another social media thing for the Mac and Jack show. I'll come on there every Sunday. I don't know what the topic's going to be at 8 a.m. Central Time. So either way, trying to get a recording of that to share that on different links. It's on my Facebook Sports Scope uh, Facebook page. So anyways, I've kind of overwinded today. Everybody have a good night. Enjoy the second half of this game. I'm sure it's going to be interesting. I will see you Sunday, 11 a.m. Central Time on my show here on Sports Scope. Thanks. Thank you, Facebook. Thank you, Podcast. Anyway, suck that. Don't know what happened.